0: Welcome everybody to the Freakin' Awesome Podcast. This is the Double Dose Week, where we have an extra special guest on a special bonus episode just for you.
1: Yeah, man. <laughs> let's kill that bass, Alright, let's do this. I'm on the air, we on the air, we got this pockets flow It's me and Tony on the mics, we gotta let you know Of current events, little gaming, sprinkle in some entertainment We stay humble, but our moms still think we're famous Turn up the bass and baby, maybe let that magic flow Our spoken word is all the things you really wanna know Having a good time on the show, t and Matty G Tune in and hit subscribe and join us on the FAP
0: Welcome back, everybody, to the Freakin' Awesome Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony, and sitting across from me is the dude with the freshest attitude, Maddie G. Oh, yeah. Today on our show, we welcome a man who aims to make you laugh at the things that make you cringe. Uh, he won Vancouver's Funniest Amateur Comic Contest in 2016, and then in 2018, uh, the Vancouver Yuckoff Comedy Competition. In 2019, he took Vancouver Comedy Award for the Best Breakout Artist of the Year and has performed on showcases for Just for Last, Just for Last Northwest, and Winnipeg Comedy Festival. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome comedian Steve Letts. Steve. Thank you hello, very much. Hello.
2: Thank you. Thank you so much for having me today.
0: Oh, we're super excited. Uh, we're going to jump right in into the news and uh, see what we've got going on in the world today. Sounds good. Oh, you know what? I love this article because this, uh, this comes from uh, your neighborhood. Um, oh. The article tagline was Hotel offers free stays for 18 years to couples who conceive during special. All right. <laughs> So uh, a Canadian hotel uh, offering an unusual Valentine's Day uh, special was um, uh, with an even more unusual kicker. Uh, 18 years of free stays uh, if the first stay leads to a baby. (laughs) Uh, Hotel Z, with locations in Victoria and Kelowna, B.C., uh, says that it's offering... Uh, a Valentine's Day nooner special, uh, allowing guests to check in at 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. Oh, <laughs> <on laughs> February 14th. The hotel has <laughs> offered the nooner special in previous years, but this time it has an extra perk. Uh, couples who have babies nine months after the nooner stay will be awarded a free stay at a hotel once per year for the next 18 years. Um, the uh, CEO. Uh, <laughs> Of, of Zed, uh, Mandy Farmer said, I don't think we're going to convince someone who's not thinking about having a baby to have a baby. But if you're seriously <laughs> expecting to, have, to expand to your family, uh, why not try it? Uh, if you succeed, uh-huh. <laughs> you'll win a way to celebrate your baby's conception for the next 18 years. Uh, Farmer said that uh, the hotel doesn't discriminate and uh, uh, the promotion includes babies welcome via surrogacy or adoption. <laughs> Why won't that person allow me? If like, if I have a fur baby and and get a cat, I think that should totally count. Ah, oh, don't, be that, about don't about be that guy. Please <laughs> don't be that guy. Or a or a dog. <laughs> guy. I'd be like, Jeez. I thought about it while we were in the hotel. <laughs> the idea was
2: conceived
0: nine months later, <laughs> <That's>, baby. <laughs> uh... Just.
2: There's so many questions, so, <laughs> so many questions about this promotion. First of all, how do you, like, geotag yourself? Are, are, are they going to, to check the fetus somehow to make sure that it was indeed conceived in a three-day window? Because doctors right. guess right, when it right. was conceived anyway. It's not something like – oh, man. So,
0: Maybe it's you terrifying. have to do a – she has to do a pee he, test when she comes in. You're like, are you here for the New <laughs> special? Pee in here, please. You have to,
2: like, take a selfie of yourself with a positive piss test. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Uh, maybe maybe they just like, tell you because I, I they turned the cameras on in the room <laughs> <laughs> for that day why, only.
1: <laughs> why is I mean, hashtag my, Nooner my, my yielding so many results? This, the first thing when I hear
2: about this special, I'm like, well, first of all, whoever owns these hotels is planning on sacrificing those babies. For it's, like Maybe this is like Ari Aster's next movie and he's like, just trying to lure a bunch of people in to commit pagan rituals on their unborn children. I don't That's know, awesome. but stay the hell away from those hotels. Also, if, if you're doing it for the bargain of it all, if you can't afford a hotel room one night of the year, maybe you shouldn't be bringing a new life. Into <laughs> <the Yes.
0: place. laughs> those are all valid points. It's totally true. You know what? Maybe they should really read the uh, the, the the agreement on this sucker because I bet you there's a fine print there that says we get to oh, keep the, the baby. The fine
2: print has got a novel on for sure That's i love absolutely. i love the thing that has no plan on being open for another two yeah. years they're like yeah come out of a, have come out a baby on actually get a free stay for 18 years and then they just get bought out by hilton and six months <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: hilton is now the property owns the property of this baby <laughs> baby oh. ba- it's like all right all right honey throw on some some mute music like they throw on the hotel radio it's like what us us if they really want
2: to make as many babies as possible, they should just put the theme song for this podcast on.
1: <laughs> yeah, they should. we.
2: smooth baritones. I felt pregnant just from thanks, brother.
1: brother. <laughs> yeah, that was all this guy right here. <laughs> Maddie's voice impregnating yep. people since nineteen eighty-five. You're basically
2: you're the Barry White of Kingston, Ontario. Yeah, yeah, I am. <laughs>
0: Maybe. That's what his wife says. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh God. That's All right. great. Wow.
1: Okay. This one's short, but I loved it because just because of the article name. All right. Here it goes. Article name. Dog bites cow. Cop shocks dog with stun gun. Cow then attacks cop. <laughs> <laughs> it's a battle royale. It's, it's perfect. Yeah, it's perfect.
2: Wait, okay, I, I need that broken down
1: slow. Help, <laughs> help me out here. What happened? <laughs> so there was plenty of pain to go around after an incident involving a police officer, his own canine, and a cow. On January 22nd, a deputy from Georgetown, South Carolina, responded to a reported burglary. While investigating, the officer's own canine was distracted by a cow. Um, the dog then reportedly bit the cow in attempt to de-escalate things. The cop then fired his stun gun at the dog to deter the dog. Um, (laughs) Already
0: this is going bad. (laughs) This
1: is going terrible Um, because he thought it would de-escalate the cow from enduring further injuries. So the dog was taken into leash control and returned to the deputy's vehicle. Um, Reacting to the dog now being stunned by the stun gun, the cow then charged the deputy and the property owner... And uh, they sustained minor injuries. As for the burglary, it proved to be unfounded. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, there was a burglary going on during all yeah, that? that <laughs> uh, that's wow. why they were there. Wow. So.
2: Well, I think, I mean, I that that story took a few different turns, and I'm just relieved that it didn't end in a black kid getting shot. So, <laughs> kudos to <South> <laughs>
1: Uh, so pretty rare and then a black kid got oh, shot yeah missed the end there
2: <laughs> so no I I First of all, I don't believe for a second that this police officer was not antagonizing that cow. There was something shady <laughs> happening in that field for sure. Like your dog's just off leash and it randomly runs up and bites a cow. These are police attack dogs. They're they're right. among the most highly trained in the world. Right. So I don't know if, if Constable, you know, Constable Raleigh or whatever is out there trying to suck a sheep and its cow buddy <laughs> trying to stick up for it. So then he sticks the dog on it, has to pull a, a stun gun. The whole thing's a mess. I the,
1: the dog was like, I saw what you did there.
0: You're going to shoot. Shut up I just, or I'll do
1: this. I just picture just looking <laughs> yeah. dead at the cow just like, you think you're fucking better than me? <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know what? It would have been wonderful. It was a total train chain reaction where the dog bit the cow. The cow leashed out or latched out, kicked the, the, the cop in the head. And as he fell back, he stunned the dog. <laughs> or that's yeah. the way he's going to say it. Because if not, technically he just basically turned on an officer. Like he, he's yeah. got to be like he's gonna be like hated uh, of the group, right? You don't shoot your own dog, right? That dog's an officer. <laughs> oh, that's messed right. up, man. You dirty ass if bastard. If, if that
2: cow was like if that cow was two seconds quicker. This could have been a really great submission for the Darwin Awards, but it sounds
0: like everyone. <laughs> did. You know uh. what? Uh, all I can think of is is uh, that old Jim Carrey where where he climbs up in the rhinoceros' ass. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh,
2: right. Yeah. Or the brother. The oh brother's yeah. the gray. start of the start of Ace Ventura too. Yes, yeah. The start of the rhino's butt.
0: Yeah, maybe maybe the, the burglary, maybe the burglar was in the cow's ass. That's why the dog went
1: for the cow. <laughs> uh, the dog always knows. That's right. That's right. <laughs> that's
0: <great. laughs> All right, I got another short uh, article myself. Uh, this one, uh, the, the title says, Mom uses brutal sign to get kids to put their dirty clothes away. Uh, but some are thinking it's a step too far. Let's be honest. There's nothing more infuriating than a family member leaving dirty laundry scattered around the house, uh, as if their like socks and pants are going to get up and and magically find their own way to the the washer and the dryer. Um, it, it's for that reason, actually, that uh, one mum decided to make a tongue in cheek sign to encourage her loved ones to help out around the house with the household chores. Um, but some thinks it was a, it was a little too aggressive. Posting on Facebook group uh, Bunning Mums Australia. She proudly showed off her new laundry station, uh, sharing before and after photos of, with the group of seventy thousand members. Uh, the mom admitted that she was uh, sick of looking at the laundry stacked up around the corner of the room. Uh, with that in mind, she created a new countertop between her two, like her two machines, the laundry and the the, the washer and the dryer. Uh, and above that station, she finished off uh, her her hundred dollar renovation with a sign that said. Put away your laundry or I'll punch you in the throat. <laughs> Love, mom. <laughs> uh, needless to say, other frustrated moms went wild over the sign and started offering the mom and commissioned her to make one for them. Oh, <laughs> nice. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, now, not everybody took that as a, uh, as a positive thing, of course, because everybody steps up when oh, it comes of course. to parents. And, it's 2020. And threatening violence. <laughs> um, but she she okay. did turn around and say, you know what? We're a very loving and joking family and they knew it was in jest. Nice. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so. there's
2: always. Any... I mean, I wish she hadn't gone soft at the end. I wish she was just like, you don't know my kids. You don't right? know what I've been through.
0: <laughs> right? <laughs> those little pricks. I've been doing it for 18 years. My kids are 32 years
1: old. <laughs> <laughs> you know
0: what? I, I I'm I'm pretty sure my wife would threaten to punch me in the throat if I left my shit all over the place too. So <laughs> usually it's my dick. You know dick what my mom did
2: instead? She just put bleach spots in my favorite t shirt So I started doing uh, my own laundry. Yeah.
1: <laughs> sure, <laughs> those I had were bleach Kelly spots. green shirts
2: that said white trash across the. <laughs> that was the kid in grade six. And she put pink bleach spots on it. So I never <laughs> nice. to my clothes again. Here,
1: <laughs> wear these acid wash jeans to school. Damn it, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> That's oh, amazing.
0: God. All right, Miley, what do you got?
1: All righty, here we go. So, uh, yeah, this one's a little short too, but it's funny. Uh, so, man orders Postman Pat sex doll. What the fuck? And he gets the wrong model. First of all, there's a postman Pat sex I, doll. I, apparently, there's a postman Pat sex doll, and his. Black...
2: I, I, hold on. I'm googling postman.
1: Pat. <laughs> <laughs> he's like a he's like a beloved like children's children's character. character. Yeah, yeah. What, oh, was what postman Pat and his black and white cat? Isn't it? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, what yeah. I thought. That was. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm 32, so it's gotta be <laughs> we, it's gotta be fairly recent because I remember that show. You know what people don't order. A sex robot that's like a transformer.
0: Nobody <laughs> wants to throw their dick in that thing. So clearly, my generation was totally fine. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah,
2: that's true. You guys should invent one for your podcast called Faptimus Prime. <laughs>
1: Faptimus robot. Prime? I can't stop fapping. <laughs> <laughs> you know that
0: would go wrong and someone would have a dick ripped off and suddenly we're at the we're blame. <laughs> okay,
2: so back to, back to this Postman Pat business, though. So somebody ordered like a full size, like human sized sex doll that was supposed to be modeled after this children's puppet or claymation. Yes, character? yes.
1: Literally. And I have to post it because there's, there's pictures. So I'll go back. Oh, I'll, Jesus. I'll post the, the pictures uh, on our site. <laughs> social. Um, but anyway, so I'll just kind of read off. So yeah, More details. (laughs) And what is surely among Facebook's most bizarre moment ever, a bloke said he ordered a Postman Pat sex doll and he got the Ted model instead. Goddamn Ted. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking Ted. Nobody wanted Ted. (laughs) (laughs) Um, A photo of the, the anatomically accurate love doll with Ted's unmistakable Magnum mustache appeared on Facebook together with the explanation, I ordered this by mistake and I was meant to order Postman Pat, but they sent me Ted instead. Uh, the seller explained that the recommended retail price of the Android was uh, 350 pounds um, and uh, stressed that one was selling its, it as brand new and never used. For 350
0: pounds, <laughs> it better not
1: be no used. No shit. That's like 500 Canadian, man. Right? Uh in the, in, wow. the, <laughs> in the ever-popular Postman Pat TV series, uh, Ted Glenn is the local handyman and can fix about just anything. Well, let's see you get your fucking self out of this one, Ted. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Clearly, Ted couldn't yeah, fix yeah, this guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if only he could fix that guy's
2: broken hair. right? right, right? Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> Maybe if he fixed his mustache, then he would have gotten laid.
2: Uh, uh, I mean, as as a as a person who enjoys the physical company of men, I gotta say. Glenn, Ted Glenn looks like he puts it down way harder. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? Ted Glenn lays
1: pipe, man. Right? <laughs> like, A mustache that
2: has seen some stuff <laughs> and survived it. Already. Also the overalls. <laughs> you know, he's got lube at the ready, right? Yeah, right? yeah. He's got just
1: a bucket of tools.
0: If anything, I feel like Ted is is totally the sales pitch. I mean, you, you never hear porn about the the mailman who shows up. It's always the repair guy. Yep. he's already totally. in your house. He's not just sliding something through the slot and walking away. Although I'm pretty your sure mailman, that's what he was hoping for. <laughs>
2: uh, maybe the this... mailman's back in the car, like crying about getting bitten by a cat, like a bitch. You know what I mean? like, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> That's I, all that everybody wants really should be postman time in the streets, head in the sheets. It's a no brainer. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
0: now I do have to ask it. it the, the fact that it's stated that it was anatomically correct. Have you ever seen this show? I don't think there's any junk to make sure that that thing is to scale or
1: correct. Yep. I, right, yeah, right. Right. Uh,
2: I, yeah. It's weird. Like they should call it anatomically human. Right. <laughs> or, or know.
1: endowed. I,
2: I, it's just like, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, how when you're when you're you know writing stories like this for actual news sites, how do you say like this doll, which by the way did have a dick? Like, there, it's, yeah, <laughs> it's right? a hard thing to word. I guess. Because
0: if it was correct, it would just be smooth plastic, right? <laughs> like, yeah, there'd be nothing right. in there. Yeah, and then the, if that was the case, then Ted again comes with accessories, right? I'm sure he came with a pipe <laughs> or something.
2: Exactly, exactly. <laughs> He's got a smooth pen doll crotch. He's at least got something in his fun overall
0: <laughs> pocket, the and, and some duct tape to, to strap it on.
1: <laughs> amazing amazing oh god wow that's, that's yeah those are my two that's amazing um
2: <laughs> yeah so i bought it a wonderful place
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly so if uh yeah if a uh if uh, uh, a handyman ted shows up at your house later tony uh, i didn't send it <laughs>
2: <laughs> so but I, another question i have about this then is this like a cottage industry of just like um, we make custom sex dolls, or was there a, a Postman Pat specific site? You know what I mean. Like, it's, is this that's the a very good who, question. Like, whittles by hand? Can you get a Squidward? Can you, you know, <laughs> can you get Zaboomafoo or
1: whatever? <laughs> <laughs> is, I mean, the Teletubbies are already so there. Specific, right?
2: Could it be like? Could it be anything at all? Could you like? I want to. I don't know. Uh, a Dick Van Dyke and Mary Poppins. Can you <laughs> right. can you anything? <laughs> are a lot of these just rejects from Madame Tussauds. We want you to dick... take down with a hairdryer. I, yeah, <laughs> we, we want did you to take Mary Poppins
0: and put Dick Van Dyke's dick on her. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> dude.
1: That's awesome. Oh my God. You know what's funny? I, I have to now. I have to investigate more because oh, that geez. just opened up a whole uh, whole can of worms for me.
0: You know, Ashley's gonna go look right. at your browser history yeah, yeah, and be track. like,
1: Matt, what the fuck are you into <laughs> now? <laughs> Why would you put this on Mary
0: Poppins? (laughs) It's a good thing that your wife is never surprised by you. (laughs) Yeah, that's true.
1: That's true. I could be Um, like, dude, she could come in the house and I'd be fucking on top of the counter sticking peanut butter in my bottle. She'd just look at me and just go straight upstairs and change. (laughs) I'll see you upstairs. (laughs) It's it's fucking totally not shocking. Comes in and she finds a life-size Mayor McMack in the living room. (laughs) (laughs) yeah. yeah, Yeah. Oh, Uh, Jesus. uh.
0: (laughs) So, uh, Steve, you got uh, a new show, a show coming out, uh, which actually by the time this releases, it will have just come out.
2: Yeah. So I've got um, my album, my debut uh, stand-up album, live album, is coming out on Six Hundred Four Records slash Comedy Here Often Records. And that'll be released on February 20th and available on uh, like Google Play and Spotify and iTunes or available for purchase through the 604 Records uh, online store if you like hard copies and still play CDs somewhere.
0: Right. Excellent. Nice. Well, congratulations. That's amazing.
2: Thanks, man. I'm really, really excited about it. We recorded it um, last summer during Vancouver's Gay Pride, and um, it's been a lot of months gestating, and I'm really, really excited to release it.
0: Absolutely amazing! That's awesome. It's good. Well, we look forward actually to hearing it. Uh, you know, uh, of course, uh, we we had a, a guilty little bit of a, a pleasure of uh, listening up uh, listening to some of your stand up uh, before the the show, and okay. um, and and of course. We're still talking to you, so we like we we, we like your show. We, you know, we you like agreed
2: me. to have me on the show. So yeah, it's gonna be yeah. You're Like yeah. I bet this guy has good opinions on things. <laughs> <Yeah.
1: laughs> no, we were just like These articles were, were right just up like, his alley. We're just like fuck it. We already invited him. It's yeah. going to be awkward. <laughs> 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 no man, you've been crushing it the last you know year, and like you you've like uh, man, you you've had tremendous success and. Uh, I I really hope this album goes well for you. Um,
2: Thanks, man. I'm really excited. I'm going to get to do some um, sort of touring and promotion for it, which I'm really excited about because the majority of the shows I've done have been concentrated to Western Canada. i performed in Toronto once um, just as a guest spot. And so I'm going to be opening for Tim Steves at uh, Yuck Yucks Toronto on the 27th and 29th of February. Uh, Tim Steves, who is a writer for the Rick Mercer Report for 15 years. The guy's a, a vet a machine, and I'm really excited to work with him. So that should be good. February 27th and 29th at Yuccax, Toronto. And then That's I'm also awesome. going to be doing a bunch of smaller sort of drop-in slots on shows throughout Toronto, um, during the week between the 20th and 29th of February. So, uh, will this be airing after that? Uh,
0: it will be airing right on the 20th.
2: Oh, okay. Perfect. So yeah, yep. uh, next week, I guess then and, yeah, uh, yes. I'll be on a bunch of different shows. And if you want to check them out, um, I just started, uh, my website, so the com, which is spelled obnoxiously, but they'll cover that, uh, <laughs> on their social, as nice. they told me before the show. So, yep. Yeah. F-T-E-E-V-L-E-T-T-S. Dot com And uh, at Steve Letts with my handle for Twitter, Instagram, all that
0: stuff. Wonderful. So I, I do have to ask you, uh, you know, speaking of uh, uh, of uh, we were talking about the spelling of your name and everything like that. So what what kind mm-hmm. of started uh, the, the comedy industry for you? Like I'm, I'm, I'm curious. I'm always curious about especially people in, in comedy. I mean I think when I was a kid I was a bit of a smartass and I, I don't think I ever – really wanted to, to fully push into to the comedy uh, thing as a kid because I figured it would probably get the crap kicked out of me for my sense of humor. <laughs> but, but uh, you know, clearly right. you braved that. So uh, what what, uh, what was your leading uh, inspiration into getting into comedy?
2: Well, yeah, like the, the sort of a um, genesis of me wanting to be a uh, comedian. Like I come from a funny family. My cousins are all funny. My uncles, my aunts, my grandparents are hilarious. Um, and so going into school as a young man, like in grade one, I remember – Knowing I was not especially fast, I was not an athletic kid, but I was funny. So I thought, this is going to be my thing. I'm a funny guy. And then there was this kid in my class who I won't name. We'll call him, we'll call him Davey, who Oh, he used to just pull his shirt over like over his shoulder on one side and imitate a lady, just like act super feminine and the girls went nuts. And the people would say, like, Oh, Steve's funny, but Davey's hilarious and it made my blood boil. I've never hated someone so much in my <laughs> yeah. life as I hated the shit. Grade one so you just, little Yo, bastard. Yo, if my you're luck.
1: Li- if you're listening to this, fuck you, he Davey. He doesn't even have
2: punchlines. He's just stretching his shirt out. He wants gonna be so mad. Uh, so I just uh, I spent years and years just Trying to be the funniest person in the room. The irony of it now is that I work with pros all the time. So when I'm working, I'm almost never the funniest person in the room. But uh, it's, um, yeah, I, it's something I thought about and talked about for a long time, just like trying anything. You say you're going to try jujitsu or you're going to try, you know, like you're going to take a class on whatever vague interest you've had. And uh, finally, one day, my then boyfriend, now husband Peter, just said, Oh, I bought you a stand up comedy course. So there's a local community college in Vancouver. Um, and an instructor for it named David Grunier, who has this, uh, organization called Stand Up for Mental Health. He does a lot of great work and he teaches the class. That's and so it right. was sort of an eight week, um, clinic where you show up once a week with five new jokes that you tell into a microphone in front of the class and then you workshop them together. Okay. And at the end of that, we did a showcase at Yuck Yuck in Vancouver. And, um, so yeah, had I, I, I gotta give Peter a lot of credit because I'm, I am a, a classic, like a, a major serious procrastinator. So, <laughs> That little nudge into comedy probably is what started this whole thing, and, and why I'm not where I'm at now.
0: Excellent. Well, I mean, hopefully, that even as a procrastinator, that doesn't mean you wait till the last second to come up with your material.
2: Well, I mean, honestly, I it, it's the constant. All comics are usually mad at themselves for not generating enough material because you should always be writing and you should always be refining and you should always be performing. And um, there's, you know, that's what separates, uh, you know, People who last long and who don't, it's the ones who do the work and keep going hard. So mm-hmm. I would, I would love to have a higher output, but I'm also um, at a point now where I'm like, well, I have an album's worth. So I, I haven't been uh, pushing myself as hard as I maybe should be, but mm-hmm. also just be kind to myself about it.
0: Yeah, well, an, an album's worth is, is no small feat. So that's, uh,
2: it was, I was actually really weird the months leading up to recording because, yeah, the minimum they want it to be is like between 35 and 50 minutes, I think.
1: Okay. And
2: you know, most of the, it's hard to get a twenty-minute spot on most shows, especially living in a city like Vancouver that has so much talent. Um, it's not easy to get um, lengthier spots. So I was really nervous about would I have enough material to put it together. And then um, it was the month leading up to it. There were a bunch of small-town pride events in uh, in the like sort of lower BC. So I managed to snag some headline spots for that. And there was one show where I did like an hour and five minutes and almost fainted. I thought there must have been a lot of uh, shitty banter between jokes because there's no way I have that much stuff, but (laughs) it's out there now. It's recorded and condensed and edited and ready to go. Excellent. I, I, I
0: figured sometimes the best form of, uh, of comedy is just getting loaded and walking through the street and telling people to screw themselves.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. That's terrible.
1: Yeah. I'm so glad you didn't go into comedy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that,
2: that can certainly be the most feel good. Yeah. It yeah. yeah. doesn't necessarily translate <laughs> just most maybe, enjoyable for others.
0: Maybe that when you were saying like the, the people who, who keep doing it, people who don't, maybe that's like, I'm the failed com- comedian.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. I didn't make it. You it just
0: need drunk 24-7. <laughs> 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 that's, and that's, yeah, those, that's not those, comedy. those grumpy
2: granddads in the balcony on the Muppets. <laughs> yeah, <the> I <laughs> love those guys. <laughs> <laughs> we awesome. all do. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so um, just you mentioned localization of comedy uh, a little bit earlier. So like um, coming into Toronto, do you have to – do you just adjust your jokes um, to kind of fit? Like for instance, like I know <clears throat> I was listening to one of your bits there about like uh, just kind of like your – uh, Asian dicks in the locker room. Uh, you know, you're, you're set on that, man. <laughs> Hilarious. But like, you know, you tell that joke in Toronto and be like, we, we, we're, we have Asians. Like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, you know, you know what I'm getting at? So it how, says Matt, who's never yeah, been to yeah, Chinatown yeah. apparently. <laughs> yeah, No, I'm, I'm, you know, obviously I'm stretching it a little bit, but yeah, I'm just yeah. saying like, how do you localize your jokes, uh, to be impactful in the location that you're at? Well, I mean, I
2: think like I, I, when I was, Sort of earlier on in, in my uh, uh, sort of career, I guess there I had a few jokes about like what it's like to live in Vancouver and, and that sort of stuff. But the, most of the points that I was hitting on was just like you know rent being unreasonable and people being rude and traffic being shitty. And so that's all stuff that can be uh, that is relatable to For other sure. places. <laughs> so you don't that necessarily <laughs> have to change the words in your joke to be about Toronto or or say Toronto. Because yep. if you're complaining about things that everybody goes through, it won't really matter if you're you're framing it as a thing that's wrong with your hometown. Yeah, yeah cool. um and so you know, i definitely think in my stuff like you know vancouver is obviously a huge influence on it because i've lived here for 15 uh years now okay. but um yeah i would feel super inauthentic trying to like change jokes to be like don't you hate it when you're in the locker room and you see all these jamaican dicks or whatever <laughs> 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 yeah yeah yeah
1: <laughs> no i i totally i had a feeling that you know that, yeah. that there's not too much tweaking you have to do but i've always been curious uh um yeah how how for sure how what your mindset is going into that and if you have right. two different sets or you know
0: I figured humor is transferable right so no matter where you go i mean if, if as long as it's summarizing the sum of your own experiences people generally find it funny right i mean that that's why right. Schadenfreuden's out there i mean people love taking <laughs> joy in the misery of others so. yeah right. <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah so excellent so uh, i guess um in in the the Vancouver scene seems to be actually uh, quite popular when it comes to uh comedy um is is there like a, is it just like a, play, a place that people are are migrating to for for comedy or is it just because uh, given the the area uh people are just funnier <laughs>
2: Well, I think, uh like, it's tough. I, I'm sure it sort of comes and goes in phases. We have lost a lot of great comics to the sort of financial squeeze that comes with mm-hmm. uh, living in a place like Vancouver. And I'm sure Toronto experiences the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, But we'll have a lot of uh, people who will sort of migrate towards Vancouver as a place that's, you know, got a big city and has a fair amount of shows and stuff on it um, that also doesn't have the stereotypical awful Canadian winter. Yep um but then over the years they'll sort of feel you know homesick or just pushed out of the city financially because if it's something that you're committing to doing um more or less full-time and you're trying to get by on a balista's uh wage it's a very very tough thing to do but i think part of that is what also strengthens the scene here i think you know most comedy comes from uh complications in life and things that stress people out so when you're constantly rent poor and not sure how you're going to afford a meal Mm -hmm. you look for things to laugh about and it can be very good for your material yeah
0: Never, never underestimate the pack of Mr.
1: Noodles. <laughs> hey, Absolutely. Yeah. Steve, you said, you're, you, you, you said you were doing this interview in the kitchen in your office. So clearly you're doing fucking something, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> you're, yeah. You have I'm, a fucking kitchen I'm in your office.
2: <laughs> right. Yeah. We, uh, we converted the kitchen into an office space because we, uh, we paid too much to rent for our office too in Vancouver. But I'm, uh, I'm very lucky. I have a, I have a day job that's cool about, uh, because the album's coming out, they're allowing me to do a podcast because they you know it's promo and they've been very flexible i need the occasional day off to go do a show and stuff so i but i'm very lucky i'm kind of the exception it's hard to find an employer who's nice to mine and i won't say their name because my material is explicit and they don't want to be attached to me
1: <laughs> no no fair no problem. enough, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> yeah so i'm very lucky i don't yeah. say my wife's name for the same reason uh she just doesn't fair. want she just doesn't want to be attached to me i, I probably should stop Aww. saying her real name then <laughs> i mean her her fake name <laughs> You probably should have told me this before we started the show. Um.
0: You know, it's actually funny when you're saying, uh, when you you said kitchen and and office, I I just assume maybe nowadays most people don't like to cook. So you said, fuck it, we'll take out the kitchen. We'll order out every night. Now I got an office.
2: That's
1: just efficiency. I love it.
2: (laughs) No, we're just, so short on space that um, I put up a barn door between the kitchen and the um, main office area, and we now have a little desk in here and a phone. That's so, like it, uh, to my right, there's a the office phone. I've got my laptop. There's also um, leftover vodka from our Christmas party and um, <laughs> a, a basket of granola bars. And uh, yeah, we, we do what we can with the space we have. Hell in the yeah,
1: <laughs>
0: vodka and the granola bars. There's already a party happening yeah. here.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Hey, yeah, use what you got. That's right. Cool. <laughs> Excellent. So we want to jump into the uh, the next uh, segment of our show, and that is uh, called our rapid fire questions.
1: Rapid fire questions.
0: <laughs> so right. with the rapid fire questions, uh, for those uh, listeners who are just tuning in for the first time, uh, Maddie G asks our guests twenty quick questions, and all you have to do is just give us the first thing that comes to your mind, no matter how ridiculous. Hey. Perfect. All right,
1: Maddie G and go. Favorite movie of all time?
2: Muriel's Wedding.
1: Favorite concert of all time?
2: Oh, that's so tough, but I'm going to have to say Prince at Rogers Arena. Mm.
1: Favorite food?
2: Uh, my mother's spaghetti and meatballs or cabbage rolls at the time. Favorite book? The World According to Gart by John Irving.
1: Good book. Favorite Marvel character?
2: Favorite Marvel character, I am going to say, I'm going to say that little mutant that, like, takes away other mutants' powers. So he's, like, he goes into Cerebo with Professor X and he's, like, show me the mutants. You know that one?
1: No, I don't. But it sounds awesome. In X-Men 2, I was going to say Rogue originally. Two, was
2: <laughs> oh! No, no, so they're, in X-Men 2, it's, like, it's Stryker's son, I think. X- yes! Oh, yes, yes. And Mr. Yeah, yeah, Poison. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. if that was me, I would just go into Cerebo with Professor X and be like, show me all the famous penises.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Aw, Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> it's disappointing. Not what I was thinking. Not, oh. Clearly Thor was making up for something with that hammer. Uh, uh, favorite song from the past year?
2: Favorite song from the past year. Oh, shit. Um... I'm looking at, or you
1: just said first thing that comes to my head.
2: Yep. Um. I'll go to by James Blake.
1: All right. Okay. Favorite DC character? Batman. All right. Nice. Beer, what? scotch, or well, wine? Sorry, what or wine? Uh, beer, scotch, or wine? Beer. PC or Mac? Uh, Mac. iPhone or Android? iPhone. Poutine or fish and chips?
2: Uh those are not equivalent dishes. Uh <laughs> they both fit like a brick, but I'm gonna you know what, I'm gonna say fish and chips. I love a good fish and chips. Okay.
1: Well, fresh fish on that on
0: the coast, right? So
1: Yeah, ha- exactly. Yeah. Have you ever bombed a set that you thought went really well?
2: Uh I mean I've definitely heard recordings and been like, wow, that didn't go as great as I thought at all. But um no, usually I know if it sucks.
0: <laughs> That's <laughs> almost like everything I say to my wife. it always sounds better in my head until
1: it comes out. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: Right. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, Metallica or ACDC?
2: Ooh, i um, going, you know what? ACDC seems like they'd be more fun to hang out with,
1: so we will say ACDC. Right on. Yeah, I'll, I like that. Uh, handshake or fist bump? Usually handshake, but always
2: just watch the person's hand, because if they go for a fist bump, they might be sweaty.
1: That's true. Fair enough. That's true. I always Or watch. a germaphobe. Yeah? Yeah.
2: Yeah. That's true. To, well, fuck a germaphobe, but if you're sweaty, I get that. I get the sweaty struggle, I'll happily fist bump.
1: You. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> weirdest secret talent
2: weirdest secret talent uh, <laughs> I can poop anywhere hey, 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 <laughs> that, uh, that is a, a, that, mean, that is a talent
1: yeah let me tell you you know
2: how there are some people who are just like oh I have to be at home and the lights have to be low and then I like I'm have been a stress pooper my whole life I suffered from what my family calls anxiety so <laughs> it doesn't matter like if it's over a log on the side of the road or in a really sketchy
0: Safeway bathroom, I'm good to go. Nice. He's walking through a mall and he's like, I got to go hook a poop. And he's like, he's just crouched over yeah.
2: in the yeah. middle of the store. What? I'm like out with a buddy and they get caught shooting. He's like, I need a distraction. I'm like, I got, it. I <laughs> I got, got this.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I just picture the, the, the scene from dumb and dumber too. Like there's yeah. shit everywhere. everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Huh. Um, Name, name a dream place to perform.
2: A dream place to perform would be like at the, I would say like uh, Radio City Music Hall. Yeah, in New York.
1: Okay. yeah. that's an awesome one. Uh, have you ever peed on something or someone public?
2: <laughs> peed on someone in public. No, or, 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 or something. peed on,
1: on something or somebody public. Oh, of course. We
2: say that
0: because Miles Goodwin out there. Actually, we said something and he said someone. We had to change it. We
1: didn't expect that. (laughs) Uh, What is your worst fear?
2: Well, my worst fear would be uh, the public knowing what I'm afraid of and using it against me. But my second is snakes.
1: (laughs) Okay, (laughs) fair. Um, Boxers or briefs? Uh trunks, so kind of halfway in between, nice okay, and uh favorite podcast that you've been on in the last twelve hours
2: uh easily the fat yeah, <laughs> yeah. good afternoon FAPS. this is going great
1: yeah. <laughs> excellent, nice,
0: perfect um so we have a uh a question for you that was from our last guest um okay. so Kristen
1: van Nest's question for you was um how do you find your next show to binge watch
2: i mean it's tough because there's so much great tv out there right now and i know so many people with just horrible taste in media um so generally speaking i just kind of peruse i'm i'll try like i'll try half i'll, I'll try like a 15 minute section of the show I usually know if I like it or not. But it's tough, too, because pilots can be so messy. Like, I don't know about you guys. I just tried to get into The Witcher.
1: Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, I You um, got into that. One,
2: one episode. I gave it a full episode. So, like, usually I would only watch 30 minutes. But Henry Cavill's chin, I was like, okay, I'll give him 60. and <laughs> yeah, yeah. Keep going. <laughs> yeah, and then you hit the um,
1: bathtub scene. And you're like, okay, I'll give it the rest of the season. <laughs> right. Yeah. But
2: the, the next show I've, I've just started that I know I will binge to the end within the next day or two is um, Cheer. I know, like everybody's on oh. the show's jock right now. It's just like a docu series about um, a junior college in Texas that has an overly serious uh, cheerleading program, but you just root for the kids in it. It's very good. Oh, and also Sex Education on Netflix because oh. Gillian Anderson is fucking magnificent.
1: Okay, so I've, I actually both of those came up on my feed for shows that I'd enjoy. So I'm I, I watch everything, so I, I'll check both of those out if you're yeah. I, I never did you see Did you see Sex Education season one? I haven't yet. No.
2: I I love that Well first of all There's just such a Like a huge void For sex positive content That's sort of geared Towards younger people Which yep. is why I think Shows like Big Mouth And sex education Are so great um, awesome. And Big it's Man's just awesome. done in a very, like, non-American way. Like, there's, there's like, plastic scenes and, you know, like, you know, boners popping out and people jizzing on whatever it is. But there's also, like, a, a sweetness and a sincerity to it that's really nice. And the yep. protagonist, the main character in the first season, is really repressed because both of his parents are sexual therapists. And so he, like he basically can't orgasm. Sorry, spoiler alert. <laughs> and then in season two, he's like, the man two, he's popped his cork and he's wanking everywhere and it's hilarious. Yeah.
0: That That's awesome. I'll definitely have to check that part out. Um, I, um, You know, it's so funny because, uh, you know, I was just thinking the other day, it, it's true, there aren't a lot of uh, shows out there that are geared towards younger people and and sex i mean I, I remember when I was younger and and not to you know really date myself on this, but uh Sunday night sex show with Sue was all all yeah. the bomb and and it was always both amazing and completely gross the amount of stuff that this old lady would come out with. <laughs>
2: Right, right, right. I mean, she. I I have a friend who's actually, like, they're trying to figure out new people to go on Canadian currency. I think it's the five that they're trying to change. And I know a person who's gunning really hard, actually, a, a comic, Kathy McGee out of Edmonton, who's uh, hilarious. Um, but she's saying that Sue Johansson should be one of the people on her currency for all that she's done for this actual you know Yeah, and I totally I, agree. I, I wholeheartedly support that. I think that's a wonderful idea. Yeah,
0: it's, it's fantastic. Right. It
2: was it was Shocking in how straightforward she was, and that's what's so great about it, is that there was really nothing um, sort of lecherous or lascivious about it. She was just stating the facts, and it's like, how does this little granny know all of this stuff? But that's her job, and she's great at
1: it. Hey, and if you have to pay for your hooker up front, you'll remember to use a rubber. (laughs) Absolutely.
0: (laughs) absolutely, It's true. You know, the funny thing about uh, Sunny Next, actually, with Sue was, you know, like I said, you would get really into the subject matter and stuff, but then... You would be, I, I, I don't know. It's kind of like my grandmother is telling me about how much she loves anal.
2: Yeah, totally, right? Absolutely. Yeah. But you know what? When I um did your grandmother you love
1: anal? <laughs> no, I'm I, I saying it was oh, like listening okay. to Sue. Who was so oh, oh, okay. Oh, I was gonna say oh, that got awkward. What's her number? Uh, just kidding. Uh, fucked up. Oh, yeah. That got dark. Woo. <laughs> 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 anyways. Now (laughs) now i got to sit in the studio and look at you. Awkward turtle. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, craziness. Cool.
0: Excellent. Uh, So do you want to uh, take another second now, Steve, to uh, uh, tell everybody about your social media links? Uh, We will definitely uh, make sure that we post it up on our guest page. Um, But uh, for those who are listening right now and have access uh, to to their computers and or iPhones who would love to check up more of your material right now.
2: Right, right. So um, I I do have a YouTube channel and a website, both under my name, which is Steve Less, S-T-E-E-V-L-E-T-T-S. That's also my handle on Twitter and Instagram, at Steve Less. And through the website, if you want to reach out to me directly, uh, there's also a link you can shoot me an email.
0: Wonderful. Excellent. So uh, if uh, you're ever down in the uh, Kingston, Ontario area, you have to make sure that you uh, let us know. We'd love to get together. We'd definitely love to have you back on the show at some point and uh, and and follow up with us let us know how uh, how things are going with the uh, the new album yeah i'm gonna crush Absolutely. the album so... so
2: much for having me guys i excellent. really appreciate it
0: thank you and uh, thanks for taking all that time out of your uh, your busy day
2: my pleasure excellent Take see care. you steve
0: so this is a good time for us to pitch our social media you could get us on our website thefap.ca on uh, twitter is the four you can get us on instagram
1: is the Fat Podcast. Don't forget our Facebook. The Freaking Awesome Podcast. And uh, you can always reach out via email. TheFabPodcast at gmail.com I'm on the air, we on the air, we got this podcast. Ah, uh, oh, not again. Freaking
2: <laughs> sweet.